If you are having coffee with me, I'd welcome you to my corner of the internet. Feel free to look around. What about dogs, you ask? I don't have a dog. Don't worry about it. Oh, what's this one? It's not mine, but it seems to have adopted me. It's my neighbor's dog, you see. We call him Spot. Could be because kind of looks like some sort of long-lost love child of a spotted hyena and an African wild dog. To be honest, Spot used to freak me out just a tiny bit, but I've gotten used to seeing Spot around. Spends more time at our house than at the neighbors. There's a Shona proverb that goes, Chaka Fukizadzimba Matenga, which literally translates to what covers houses is roofs. Or oh, is that the roofs? My grandma might have died with the with the queen. Is that too soon? Anyway, the proverb is meant to convey that you can never truly know what happens inside one's home behind closed doors. Long story short, Spot prefers our place. Spot shows up on our stoop like clockwork whenever I scrape clean the leftovers from dinner. Reminds me of Pavlov's dog from science class. Remember the experiment on classical conditioning where dogs were conditioned to unconsciously associate neutral, unrelated events with being fed. Similarly, Spot probably expects to be fed when he sees me, checks my hands for a bone or treat, and immediately rushes over to an old pot that has become his feeding bowl. Once, I went over to my neighbor's to borrow an axe, and he said he was using it even when he clearly was not using it. People can be strange. While I was walking away, I muttered, I happened to mutter under my breath, we helped feed his dog. The least they could do was lend an eggs for two shakes. Like he hadn't poisoned the dog for trespassing. I suspect he heard me. Oopsie. Spot had dug a hole in the fence between our two houses. After that encounter, I, fed, I found the hole mysteriously repaired, and for the next couple of days, Spot didn't come over. The hole eventually opened up and Spot started showing up again. Apart from exchanging greetings with the neighbor, not any other word has been said. If you're having coffee with me, I'll tell you that conditioned behavior isn't just a phenomenon limited to the realm of science. It happens all around us, sometimes unwittingly. How you smile when you hear a notification from your phone before you even see what they're saying, or the algorithm that zombifies us, bringing us all sorts of information to us to our fingertips simply because you looked or you liked something. If you were a fan of the monarchy, you've probably run into all sorts of fun moments from the life of the late queen, the inn she spent night in over 50 years ago, the royal corgis and the doggy which she bred herself apparently. If you're not a fan of the royal family, then you've probably been seeing the ugly underbelly of the monarchy, the legacy built on the foundation of oppression, the toxic family dynamics. We're conditioned to be triggered into a response, and without thinking, we even become a part of the cycle feeding into a behavioral frenzy that reminds me of how sharks are said to react when there's blood in the water. 
There was a royal communication that went viral, which was claimed to have been a response to our president's request to attend the royal funeral. It's surprisingly easy to imagine how people reacted to this document without taking time to confirm its authenticity. The letter has been since dismissed as fake news by our government and the UK embassy in Zimbabwe and clarified that our president was free to attend the funeral. Unfortunately, due to prior commitments, the president would not be attending the funeral, but instead the ambassador and minister of foreign affairs would attend on his behalf. If you're having coffee with me, I'd ask if you ran into the travel arrangements of the Queen's funeral where heads of state were to use buses and coaches for logistics and safety reasons. While of course President Biden retained use of his beast limousine. If life were a movie and we had super villains blowing up, buses with world diggers would be such a fiendish scheme. Book plot! Out of chuckled and kept scrolling and laughed a bit at how for some presidents this might have been their first bus ride since school days. Maybe never. A small taste of how the ordinary people usually travel. Except that I saw remarks on how it was only African presidents that used the buses and some went even to point out that they had made the president of Zimbabwe drive the bus. Totally not true by the way. For the record, the Zimbabwean president was not at the funeral. The image being shared is a file image from when the president was commissioning a shipment of Zubko buses. I am, however, mildly curious what prayer engagements stopped him from going to the funeral, and low-key wonder if perhaps being told they would have to travel in buses contributed to the decision to not attend. What's been happening in your neck of the woods?